following is a message from Living Waters Church in Elk River, Minnesota. For more information, visit livingwatersmn.org. We have been focusing on the kingdom the kingdom of heaven and talking about what the kingdom of heaven is like, what that means, really just establishing that the kingdom is a realm in which God sovereignly rules. It's a a place that he sovereignly rules, how we carry that within ourselves. We talked about because we are part of a different kingdom, when we come into a revelation of who Jesus is and we confess that, we come into a different kingdom. And that means we live from a different place and we live in a different way. The kids, how many of you were here when the kids, we had the kids up front and they were helping us learn about the kingdom? Weren't they brilliant? Aren't our kids brilliant? The kids were helping us step into a childlike faith in the kingdom as we talked about what, what is different when we're from a different kingdom. We talked about the fact that we have a different language We talked about the fact that we have a different culture and we have different values and we celebrate different things because we are of a different kingdom. We have different resources. We have access to things that are different than the kingdom that although we are of a heavenly kingdom, we still live here, but we live here as representatives and ambassadors of his kingdom. One of the things I feel like the Lord is helping us have clarity about is that we are not here as, hear me on this, because I don't know what I'm going to say yet. (laughs) We are not here as warriors that have to fight like this fight between good and evil. That fight has already been won. That fight has already been established. And there are times, especially in seasons like we're in right now, which, by the way, is like all the seasons throughout all of time. I just want to remind us that it is not new for there to be light and darkness. It's not new that we have these cultural pressures that are going on. But we need to recognize we are not fighting to try to like, help the kingdom win. The kingdom won. And the kingdom is going to be established on the earth. We are here as representatives of that. We are here to bring that. We're not here to battle for that. We're here to bring it. And there's something that that the Lord is teaching us this morning about the battle, I believe. That there are places where we are weary, and part of that might be because we forgot the resources that we have. And maybe we forgot a little bit what our role is in bringing the kingdom. What I want to talk about this morning, and I'm going to kind of MacGyver it into a message for mothers, (laughs) what I want to talk about this morning is rest, carrying the kingdom from a place of rest, that we can sometimes, when when we go, okay, we, we have to bring the kingdom, we have to bring light into the darkness, and it feels like this offensive that we have to bring, and we have to gird ourselves up and get out there and 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 fight. And the reality is we get to carry the kingdom from a place of rest. That there is a rest in carrying a kingdom that has already overcome. There is a rest in carrying a kingdom that already has an authority that we get to walk in. 
And I feel like the Lord is helping us understand that in a different way. Pastor Bob last week talked about our unique piece that we carry in the kingdom. How many of you have your puzzle piece still? How many of you accidentally put your puzzle piece through the wash and now it's all swollen and fat and misshapen? I did that. But I think I can get another one. But, but he gave, you know, now that's two times in a row that Pastor Bob has preached and given everybody a gift. I'm feeling a little, like I'm a little low on the gift thing. You got a, a dried up sponge one week and a puzzle piece another week. And um, it's beginning to look like a toddler's pocket. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But, but it helps us. Those pictures, those things that we see help us to understand. And what he talked about is you carry a piece of the kingdom. You have a unique piece that you carry. You have a unique role in the kingdom to bring the kingdom that he has given you. And your piece that you carry brings glory to the king and it furthers the reach of the kingdom. Moms, you have a very unique piece that you carry. That's not the only piece you carry in the kingdom. But a piece of what you carry has to do with what you're bringing into the lives of your kids. That's a piece of it. And it's a very important piece. It's part of how we expand the reach of the kingdom, how we make this look like heaven. It's how we step into the the prayer that we pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And so we have this peace that we carry. And really, it's the same mandate that we had. This, this didn't just happen when Jesus came, like, oh, now I want all my people to carry the kingdom. That was the restoration of the original mandate that we had at the creation of the world. You are actually created and made to carry the kingdom. That's not foreign to you. That is not something like, Well, it's really not in my nature, but I got to try to bend my nature. No, you were created. That's how how we work best in our spirit, our soul, and our body to function from this place of the kingdom because that's what God established when he created mankind and man and woman were there to be fruitful and multiply and take dominion, make the rest of, do you know, that the rest of the the earth did not look like Eden. The rest of the earth didn't look like that. He planted that, especially for them. This is what my kingdom looks like. These are the characteristics. This is the fruitfulness of my kingdom. This is the goodness of my kingdom. Now make make everything else look like this. Be fruitful and multiply. Carry my kingdom and let let it cover the earth. We know that scripture tells us that his glory will cover the earth, that those aspects of his kingdom will eventually fill the whole earth. And so we are working with a kingdom that that is destined to be eternal, that is destined to never fail. That's the peace that we're carrying. One of the ways we look at carrying the kingdom is um, that that we carry the kingdom, uh, sorry, those two clocks don't agree, and you really need me to know what time it is. Okay, I got it. Um, We carry the kingdom from a place 
we know we're carrying the kingdom when there's fruitfulness. That's the other language that we see throughout scripture is that we are meant to bear fruit, that there's meant to be fruit that comes when we carry the kingdom. This is the call on every believer that we would be fruitful. So when we talk about, well, what does it mean to carry the kingdom? Well, it means that you would be fruitful in every aspect of your life. One of the things we sometimes can overlook when we think about the kingdom mandate and, and you know, spreading the kingdom over all the earth, we forget that really the first place we see fruitfulness of the kingdom is in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we have this kingdom mandate where we want to affect everything out there, and in here... We're not producing the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. I missed one. Faithfulness and self-control. Thank you. You guys are doing great. So, So we want to recognize that if I'm carrying the kingdom well, I will have this fruit. In John 15, you know, because I've told you two probably more times than you want me to tell you, I love, I live in the scriptures between John 14 and 17. This is my favorite place to be in scripture. And part of it's because I feel like it's so rich with Jesus is going to the Father and it's like, what are we supposed to be doing again? Oh yeah, okay. How are we gonna do it? Oh, okay, that's right, okay. You're sending, you're sending the Holy Spirit. It's, I need to come back to that place often. In scripture, what are we supposed to be doing and what do we have available to do it? And he tells us there in, in, in uh, John 15, he talks about this is to my father's glory that you would bear much fruit. And so our role in carrying the kingdom, it looks like bearing fruit. It looks like bearing fruit in the fruits of the spirit but also there's a fruitfulness that comes from our life when we carry the kingdom. He says, seek first my kingdom and all these things will be added. What things? All the things. Just all the things. All the things that are are necessary to demonstrate fruitfulness in the kingdom that we would focus on and abide. He says, abide in me so that you would bear fruit. Seek first. I feel like seek first the kingdom is abiding in him. It's, it's, it's anchoring ourselves to him. It's rooting ourselves in him so that out of our life would flow the fruit of the kingdom. So we want to see fruitfulness in our lives, in our, in our character, in the fruits of the spirit, but there's also fruit that is promised to us that when we are really carrying the kingdom and living from that place, that we can expect fruitfulness in every aspect of our lives. We can expect fruitfulness in our families. We can expect fruitfulness out of the work of our hands. We can expect fruitfulness in our marriages, in our children, in our friendships, in our jobs, that that fruit would come from that, and then people would see that fruit, and they would glorify our Father in heaven. They would recognize there's something different about the fruit coming out of these aspects of your life. This is what we get to have in the kingdom. The reality is, 
to pull a Bob Pollard quote. The reality is that I don't, well, some of you would know, like Kathleen knows by looking at a tree what kind of tree it is because she's just like that. She knows all the plants. Susan would know. Some of you others would know. But I don't know the kind of tree that is until I see its fruit, right? So I walk up and I go, oh, that's an apple. This is a apple tree. You guys are good. You're so smart. And, and that's really how it is in the kingdom as well, that people would see the fruit of our lives and say, this is kingdom. This is a follower of Jesus. This is, they may not even recognize, but they'll recognize, I have never really seen fruit like that. What is that fruit? Sometimes we give them a taste of it and they go, I love that fruit. How do you make that fruit in your life? That's what our, the fruitfulness of our life is meant to look like. That they would say, oh, you are a follower of Jesus because they see our fruit. I want to encourage you, mamas, whether your, your little ones still call you mama or mother, <laughs> I want to encourage you that you are bearing beautiful fruit. But we also sometimes look at it and we, we go, it, and it was in the prophetic word today, we can grow weary in well-doing because fruit has a gestation period. Fruit has a time, you know, right now, we've got two little apple trees, nothing is on them. Not one sign of fruit. Okay, well, there's leaves on them, that counts. But I'm just saying there's times when we can wonder, am I, am I producing anything? Am I, and I wanna encourage you, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, you'll see the fruit. I have the privilege of having entered this, what I would consider the sacred space of motherhood through several different doors, through becoming a step-parent, through uh, having a biological child, through adopting, through having spiritual sons and daughters, and there are times when you can feel, I, and now because we've got, you know, we've got some track record, I can go, oh, there is fruit. Well, there, that, that did work. And I just want to encourage you that there is fruitfulness in what you're doing. And to continue to trust the Lord that if you are sowing what he's given you to sow, that there's going to be fruit in that. Sometimes when we talk about bearing fruit, we feel this sense of like, oh, now I just have something more to do. When we talk about carrying the kingdom, we begin to take on this weight of, I have to, I have, to have results, I have to make something happen, I, have to, I, have to, I need to lead a Bible study at my workplace. I need to be the mom that prays for all the kids at the bus stop. I need to, you know, whatever it is, we begin to take on this weight of what it looks like to carry the kingdom because we are look, we're going, okay, we're looking for fruit, so I gotta somehow make fruit. And we need to recognize that 
that's not our job. We plant seeds and we carry the kingdom. How many of you found that, that had the puzzle piece? How many of you found that the puzzle piece was extremely heavy in your pocket? No, it wasn't. Mine's heavier because it's waterlogged, but, but I mean, it wasn't heavy. It's, it's, we carry the kingdom from a place of rest. Growing kingdom fruit does not require toil. That was the curse of sin. That fruitfulness would come out of toil and sweat and work. That doesn't mean it doesn't have effort. It means that it has a good return for that effort. And that that comes from a place of rest. It comes from a place of, of I just do this piece and then all, all the amazing part, that's God's job. That's what he does. This is what Jesus invited us to. See, this is what's sad. Jesus came and he confronted this relationship between God and man that was based on working really hard. He came and confronted that. It was offensive to those who had been working really hard to achieve this connection with God. Because he came and he confronted that and he said, no, I'll be the door. You can step in through me. And so his invitation was in Matthew eleven twenty-eight: 28, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable or easy, and my burden is light. We are meant to carry the kingdom from a place of rest. It is not meant to be heavy or weary, wearying or burdensome. We carry the kingdom from a place of rest. This concept, if, you, if you're looking in your Bible, most of your Bibles will have the, the phrase, you will find rest for your souls in big capital letters, all of it. That's not because Jesus was yelling that part, like in texting. That's not because it's like, you know, the most important part, although it is very important. It's because that's quoting some things out of the Old Testament. It's a direct quote. It's a d direct reference. It would, to everyone who heard it, it would cause them to go, oh, where have we seen this in Scripture? To everyone that heard it, they weren't reading it, we're reading it. But when he said it, it, it was a direct reference to all throughout the Old Testament, the promise of rest. The promise of rest is, is all throughout that, that that was the promise of God for his people. That they would enter his rest. And a lot of times we see it in, the, in this sense of coming into the promised land, this dwelling place of rest and protection and covering. But Jesus is saying it's even better than that. This is a, a rest for your souls. This is a rest from the inside out that isn't dependent on where you're living. It isn't dependent on what's going on around you. 
It's a rest from the inside out. I will give you rest for your souls. That word means, in Greek, rest, to cease from labor, to cease from striving, refreshing, inner rest, inner tranquility. There is a rest that we can have that has nothing to do with the amount of activity we're doing. Likewise, there is a fruitfulness that has nothing to do with the amount of activity we're doing. <laughs> there are times when we feel, if I, if I just do enough stuff, I'm going to have fruitfulness. But we need to recognize that it has nothing to do with how much activity we're doing, our fruitfulness, but also our rest. Our ability to rest isn't just about activity. It isn't just that you, you, know, you need more sleep, although probably most of you moms need more sleep. Seriously, you probably do. But there is an inner rest that he's inviting us into. It's not even really about although I do think this is part of it, it's not even about the, the rhythms of rest in our life. One of the things we know is that God established a Sabbath. He established a rhythm of rest for his people that we would come into a place of ceasing and step into rest. And there's a rhythm to that. I'd encourage you to consider in, in the practical, in the natural, what does your rhythm of rest look like? What does your rhythm of rest look like on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? This is something that we are trying to get better at. Creating a rhythm where we protect time, where we're not focused on doing, 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 but we're honoring God and honoring the way he made us by coming into a rhythm of rest. But even more than that, there is a revelation of rest. There is a revelation of rest that we can step into and recognize that it has nothing to do with what's going on around us. If we rely completely on our ability to escape the turmoil around us, we are never going to come into rest. We're never going to be able to fully escape that. Sometimes there's storms going on. And we're never really going to be able to run away from that. In fact, a lot, of, a lot of the things, you know, we've talked in the past about phones. A lot of time that we spend on that is often trying to just escape what's going on. And, and even, like, how many of us, if we have a minute to ourselves, we rest by checking up on Facebook or catching up on, you know, whatever different things. How many of us feel rested by that? None of us. But there is a rest that we can have that he's inviting us to. Jesus modeled this for us in the storm. You remember the story of the storm that came up? They went out on the, on the sea and the storm came up and Jesus is sleeping And their response to that was, you don't even care about us. You don't even care that we're going to die. 
But the, what was different between Jesus and the disciples is for Jesus, the storm was going on outside, but not inside. But for the disciples, the storm was going on outside and inside. And we can live in that place where the storm is going on outside, but not on the inside. We can live in that place when our toddler has a tantrum. It's hard. <laughs> where where the, our toddler's having a tantrum and there's a storm, but I don't have to have a storm on the inside. And I can be the place of rest. How many of you feel like the world is having a tantrum right now? <laughs> but we can be in a place of rest. This is what he's inviting us into. So why is that not always what we're experiencing? Why is that not always the fruit of our life? I believe rest is part of the fruit that we can have. And this is what I want to kind of, we're going to end with. When we look at... uh, So Jesus was constantly talking about what the kingdom of heaven was like and that he was giving us these different parables that help us understand how to function in that kingdom that now belongs to us. And so one of the parables, and I think we've touched on it once already in the last few weeks, but I want to pull another nugget out of it, is in Matthew chapter 13, verse 3, when he's talking about the parable of the sower, And it says, he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they scorched because they had no root, and they withered away. Others fell among thorns, and the thorns came and choked them out. And then others fell on good soil and yielded a crop, some 160 and 30 fold. So the part that I want to focus on, and there's something we could pull out of all of this. A lot of times we look at this parable and we, can, we think about it like the first presentation of the gospel. Like the seed of the sowers, like when somebody first sows the seed of the gospel. And whether or not somebody responds to the gospel. But I believe what he's really talking about is just the truths of the kingdom the realities of the kingdom being sown into our lives, which is happening all the time. When we're in the word, when we're um, hearing from the Lord, he's sowing the realities of the kingdom in all the time. I'm really sorry, I'm going to get rid of this earring. Okay. And um, so he talks about, and I want to talk about this thorns, that part of it, In verse 18, then he begins to explain about it. He says, hear then the parable of the sower. So now he's explaining it. And specifically, let's go down to verse 22. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry or cares of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. And this is where sometimes I feel like we are losing or, or not having the fruitfulness or not being able to come into the rest that God wants for us to have. It has to do with the cares of the world or the worries of the world. 
that that can hinder the effectiveness of the seed of the kingdom in our lives. We are in a unique time in history, but it's not because it's the hardest it's ever been. It's just not. It's, there are other generations that have faced harder things than we have faced or that we are, than we are facing, more, more difficulty. One of the reasons that we are in a unique time and that we're in a time where it's sometimes difficult for the seed of the kingdom to bear good fruit is because of the season we're in where we have the cares of the world being mainlined into ourselves all the time. That we are in an information age where we just have constantly the cares of the world coming into us. And we have this feeling then, because we're supposed to be carrying the kingdom, we have this feeling like we have to care about everything in the whole entire world. Can I just say, you can't. You are carrying a piece of the kingdom. And sometimes I feel like there's fruitfulness being choked out in our lives because we are just drinking with a fire hose the cares of this world. And, and we're, we're seeing, you know, there's people that are having things all over the world. And, and you know, our, our minds, our brains cannot separate what is trivial and what is meaningful for us. And so I will have a response to something that's happening across the world in a person's life that I don't even know and don't even know if that's true. Who knows? And I'll have a response to that where I begin to carry that care and it'll be the same response I have when something's going on in my daughter's life, in my brain, in my chemistry, in, internally, in my anxieties. And we're just allowing this in. And this is not yet another Pastor Renee sermon about phones and social media. This is the thing I am battling. This is the thing I am realizing I can't care about everything. Does that sound bad? You're a pastor. Surely you have to care about everything. (laughs) Not only that, I can care about something without carrying it. And so we need to recognize that the cares of this world, sometimes, sometimes it might even be your assignment. Pastor Bob talked about what your assignment is. I think he's probably going to talk about that again the next time he preaches and go a little deeper into that. But that we feel like in our assignment, okay, let's say we narrow it down and go, okay, these things are not my assignment. Like, I don't need to know about every balloon that's flying over the United States. Maybe that's your assignment and I mean that, maybe it is your assignment to research and to know all about that. But we get ourselves into anxiety over things that are not ours to carry or to care about. And even if we're supposed to care about it, we carry it as far as it takes us to cast it on Jesus. So this is, this is the invitation that he has. He says, take my yoke on you. Are you weary? 
Take my yoke on you because my yoke is easy. And then later we have the invitation in 1 Peter that says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Do you know that word cares both in both the cares of the world that choke out the seed and that word care as in cast your cares? It, it has a meaning of being fractured on the inside, that there's a fracturing on the inside. And he says, bring that to me. Because if you try to carry it, it's going to break you up from the inside. And so that's our invitation this morning. That we can live from that place of rest. Here's what I want us to consider then. Where, what yoke am I carrying? What are areas that I'm carrying? And we already kind of talked about this with the battle. What battle am I fighting that I just don't feel like I'm getting victory? Another way would be, what, what am I carrying? What feels heavy to me? What feels wearying to me that I could bring to him? That I could cast my cares on him? And let him carry that. Maybe it's someone else's stuff even. It's somebody that's in your life and they're in a struggle. And and there's, you know, sometimes there's a feeling like if I don't carry this like a weight, it means I don't care. So someone else will bring you their weight and they'll say, carry this with me. The Bible talks about bearing one another's burdens. Do you know we bear them for as long as it takes us, as far as it takes us to bring it to Jesus? We carry it to him. I will carry it to him with you. That's how we bear one another's burdens. We don't take it on on as our own. And so the invitation of the Lord, both through the worship today and through... um, And through the word today is to cast your cares on him. And if you don't know, you know, if you're sitting here going, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm carrying things I shouldn't carry. Because sometimes we're not very self-aware. We kind of live in a society that's like rub some dirt in it, suck it up, get back out there. And so we're not always self-aware that we're carrying things that are too heavy for us. But I want to encourage you that you can know by the fruit if the fruit is being choked out by the worries of this world. So are there places, do I have fruit, good fruit in my marriage? Even though we come to church and we are, you know, we do that devotion sometimes together and we, you know, we both read our Bibles and we love Jesus and, but Maybe there's, I want more fruitfulness in that. Where am I carrying things that I'm not meant to carry? Where am I, where am I taking something on that really I want to instead take on the yoke of Jesus? So as we close, I just want to, this, this invitation that, um, 
Ken had when he opened, especially for moms, will you let him love you today? Will you let him love you in this way that he would allow you to cast your cares on him? He would allow you to lay down that which, which isn't serving you. So let's commit today to looking at two things. What things am I letting choke out my seed? The seed of the kingdom in my life. Where have I picked up the cares and the worries of the world that, that are choking out that, that word has to do with a pressure from every side. It's the same word that was used when the throngs of people were pressing in on Jesus. It's that same word. And yet he found this place of rest and fruitfulness in the kingdom because he didn't let that choke out the seed. And... Looking at what areas, Lord, do you want me to take on your yoke? <laughs> I'm reminded my, uh, when we were traveling recently at the airport, my husband likes to travel really, really light. And so we check our bags because we don't want to carry anything in the airport. Sometimes he carries a newspaper. And I, of course, bring this big backpack and it has the world's heaviest laptop in it. It has several books that I think I'm going to read while we're gone, but I'm probably not going to. It has my calendar. It has anything I've been researching. It has my Bible. It has, and it's, you know, and just in case it has one change of clothes, and it has my makeup, because I don't want to be stuck somewhere, and if we don't get our bags, and, you know, whatever. And so I carried this backpack through the airport, and multiple times throughout the day, he would say, do you want me to carry that for you? And I would say, no, I'm good. And the reality was there was a part of me that goes, I, I just kind of, I want to know where it is. Like, I just feel safer carrying it, even though it's ridiculously heavy, and I really would have benefited. And if any of you have met my husband... Do you know, would the backpack be safer with me or with him? <laughs> like, who would be more likely to forget or leave behind the backpack? Me. It would be safer with him. But I would, the entire trip, he asked me multiple times, because he's a good husband. You want me to carry that? No, no, I'm good. I just, you know, there was a, a place of comfort I felt with this weight I was carrying. Like I needed to know where it was. And I feel like today we need to give that to the Lord and recognize it is safer with him. That he is more able to carry it. That we don't need it. We don't need to know. I don't need to know where that is to show that I care. I know where it is. I gave it to him. And when it comes back, I give it to him again. And when I get that phone call from a friend and there's something going on in her life and, and then... And okay, I cast my cares on him. And when something's going on with my kids, and this becomes my default, that I know how to give it to him and cast my cares on him so that the fruitfulness of the kingdom can come in my lives. life. I just said the one. Amen? Amen. Let's stand.
So Lord, we thank you for your yoke on us, that you have, you have given us an invitation to come. And we choose today, we came during worship, we choose again and again, day after day, to come to you. As moms, we choose to come to you and to take your yoke on us. We just say the one that we've been carrying is too heavy. And we want to respond to your invitation to cast our cares on you. Every, every place where we are carrying the weight of the world, we cast it on you today. Would you show us throughout the week where we're carrying things that we don't need to carry? Would you show us places where we're trying to carry a part of the kingdom that you haven't assigned to us? And for those places you have assigned to us, would you show us where we are carrying them on our own rather than giving them to you? We just choose to take your yoke on us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To learn more about us, please visit livingwatersmn.org. Thank you.